Welcome to the Voice of a Nation's broadcast. I would like to take this opportunity to thank you for joining me on today. I'm your host, Carrie B. This is Von Radio, and our lesson study is about the seven spirits of God. And we're concentrating on the spirit of the fear of the Lord. The spirit of the fear of the Lord. I want to read a few scriptures and go over some examples that are found in the word of the Lord so you can get a good understanding of what it means to walk in the power of the fear of the Lord. It is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit that that teaches you how you're supposed to reverence and honor God uh, with a holy, godly reverence and fear. Deuteronomy, the 10th chapter, the 12th verse says, And now Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? This is a question. But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, to love him, to serve him, to love your God with all your heart and with all your soul. This is the requirement, not just for Israel, but for the body of Christ today. If we can get this simple, this simple instruction from the Lord as to what he requires of us, I'm telling you, we'll live in victory 24-7, 24 hours a day. We'll walk in total victory. The enemy will flee from us seven ways. It says, Israel, what does the Lord your God require of you? That is a question. This is a question that I think all of us, at some point in our lives, we need to ask the Lord, Lord, what do you require of me? And the word of the Lord says, but to fear, to fear the Lord your God, to walk in all his ways, all his ways, to love him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul. That is the requirement of the Lord. Now I want to go over um, a couple of examples because we are speaking about the spirit of the fear of the Lord, which is a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. And uh, we're going to go over some scriptures and I think it's going to be a blessing to you. Second Chronicles, the 17th chapter. Let's start reading at the first verse. It says, Then Jehoshaphat, his son, reigned in his place and strengthened himself against Israel. And he placed troops in all the fortified cities of Judah and set garrisons in the land of Judah and in the cities of Ephraim, which Asa, his father, had taken. Now the Lord was with Jehoshaphat. Now that is something I want to hear God say to me, that I am with you. I'm telling you, when God is with you, who can be against you? Who can be against you? Who can win against you when God got your back? Now, the Lord was with Jehoshaphat because it's a reason why God was with him. And this is the reason. Because he walked in the former ways of his father, David. He did not seek the Baals. Jehoshaphat followed behind the Lord. He followed behind the Lord like David did. And uh, he didn't run behind the bells of false gods, but sought the God of his father, 
and walked in his commandments and not according to the acts of Israel. Now Jehoshaphat walked in the commandments of God and not the different acts of Israel. Because every time you would turn around, Israel was doing something out of character. God had established his covenant, his statutes, his laws, his ways up with these people over and over again. And every time they would break them, uh, they would turn their back on what they promised God. I mean, they would openly vow with their mouth that they will follow all the commandments of the Lord. And time and time again, they will break their commandments. But God always raised up someone righteous that will follow behind him. It says, the Lord established a kingdom in his hand. And all Judah gave presents to Jehoshaphat. And he had riches and honor in abundance. When you follow behind the Lord, God will make sure that you're blessed. He will cause people to come from the north, the south, the east, and the west, of the furthermost parts of the earth to bless you. The reason why this blessing came upon Jehoshaphat because he did not follow behind false gods. He didn't practice idol worship. And he obeyed the commandments of the Lord. And God calls people to bless him. And his heart, the sixth verse says, took delight in the ways of the Lord. Moreover, he removed the high places and wooden images from Judah. He's cleansing the land. He's moving the high places of worship of these false deities out the way. Uh, he's removing the images from out of Judah. So he's trying to bring restoration to the land. When the righteous rule, the people are blessed. You know, all it takes is one unrighteous person to bring a whole nation into the damnable things that offend God. All it takes is one unrighteous king or ruler a prime minister, a chief, whoever it is, all it takes is one that calls the whole city, the whole nation, the whole country to go into bondage by what they decide to do. And I want you to skip down to the ninth verse. So they taught in Judah and had the book of the law of the Lord with them. And they went throughout all the cities of Judah and taught the people. You see, they were determined to make sure that they walked in the blessings of the Lord. They went through the cities of Judah. They had the book of the law. They were teaching the word. They were preaching the word. They were expounding on the word. They were living the word. They were bringing examples of the word so that the people of the Lord would be blessed. And they did it from city to city to city to city. 
When was the last time in your nation, in your city, in your state, that the heads of state, the leaders, they went around to make sure that everyone participated and knew the word of God? When was the last time the Senate, the House of Representatives, the Congress, it would be so powerful and so amazing if I elected officials on the federal, on the state, and on the local level would usher the people into the presence of God and teach them about the fear of the Lord. Because when the fear of the Lord is present, you're not going to have any corruption. You're not going to have any backroom deals. You're not going to have any manipulation of the powers that that person walks in. Kickbacks. Because they will fear God and what he would do to them. Now check this out. Now after they taught the people, the Bible says in the 10th verse, And the fear of the Lord fell on all the kingdoms of the lands that were around Judah, so that they did not make war against Jehoshaphat. All of the nations around Judah, they heard about the fame of Jehoshaphat's God, and they dared not make war against him and them. I'm talking about what a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before me, heaven and earth adore. What a mighty God we serve. They were afraid the fear of the Lord fell on all the kingdoms in all the lands around Judah. They did not make war against Jehoshaphat during that time. Why? Because the fear of God was on them. You know, a lot of people that are messing with you, they don't really know your relationship with God. They really should be afraid how they have scandalized your name and plotted against you. They really don't know your God, how he is a consuming fire and you are the apple of his eye. They don't know that you're a tither. They don't know that you're a praiser and a worshiper and you spend time at your altar. They don't know that. And so they try to treat you as dung, as somebody simple-minded. And they don't know that you are a friend of God. Praise you, Jesus. They don't know that God could speak a word and their whole life will be turned upside down that you could speak a word and God could honor what you say against them. They don't know that. And it's a shame because they have no fear. We live in a generation now that people don't have any fear as they slander others. They don't have any fear. That's one of the things that can really hold you in the grips of darkness is slander. They don't know that person who they are slandering has a relationship with God and God keeps that person close to his heart. They don't know. 
So these nations, they were afraid to attack Judah because of Jehoshaphat's relationship with God. The whole, the whole nation of Judah was blessed because one man stood up and obeyed the statues of God. He tried his best to rid the land of idol worship and bring restoration. One man. All it takes is one person in your house. And you can have a bunch of hellions <laughs> living with you. All it takes is one righteous person that will stand up on the tower, on the wall, and intercede on behalf of the house. Do you know the tithe? It sanctifies, the 10% sanctifies the 90. I believe one person can stand up and give their life as a tithe of righteousness on behalf of their family. And that person can sanctify, glory to God, the rest of his household. Because God is looking at that person. That person is standing in the gap. That person is interceding. That person has his face before God. And because of that person could be your husband, your wife, your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your aunt, your uncle, your cousins, your nephews, your nieces, whoever it is, that person may be the reason why things are going as well as they are for you. Oh, y'all better hear me today. Because we're speaking about the fear of the Lord. That person does not play with God. That person honors God, respects God, loves God. That person is quick to do what God has said for them to do. He keeps the statutes and the laws and the covenants of God, the commandments of God. That person, that one person could be the one, could be the reason why your house is blessed, could be the reason why the deaf angel has not touched your house, could be the reason why sickness cannot come nigh your dwelling. That one person that you disregard <laughs> could be the one that's helping you to make it over. Man, I tell you what, I mean, this is, I'm about to shout myself happy up here. That's how Jehoshaphat was. He was standing in the gap for his people. And I'm telling you, the enemies that surrounded them, the Bible says, a thousand may fall at thy side, and 10,000 at that right hand, but it shall not come nigh your dwelling. One shall put, what, a thousand in flight and two, 10,000 in flight. I'm telling you what, when you have somebody as full of the Holy Spirit and they have the, the spirit of the fear of the Lord on their life, I'm telling you, God will favor your life. Jehoshaphat had fear in him for God and God knew that. And God blessed him over and over and over again. Powerful testimony. Let's continue to read. And also some of the Philistines 
Now listen, now this, these are the sworn enemies of Israel and Judah. <laughs> let, me, let me go back and read the 10th verse again. And the fear of the Lord fell on all the kingdoms of the lands that were around Judah, so that they did not make war against Jehoshaphat. 11 verse. Also some of the Philistines brought Jehoshaphat presents and silver as tribute. And the Arabians brought him flocks, 7,700 rams and 7,700 male goats. The enemies started to bless Jehoshaphat because the spirit of the fear of the Lord was on his life and on Judah. People feared him because he had a relationship with God. Uh, uh, I ain't saying nothing about her. I ain't saying nothing about him. No, no, no. Now, I may say something about them, but not him, not her. And they recognize the fear. It used to be a time uh, where people would honor the man or the woman of God that had the Bible in their hand, a rat that had the collar around their neck. Oh, you can barely get someone to honor you with a Bible. They'll keep right on cussing and fussing and acting a fool <sighs> without any regard because the lack of the fear of the Lord has left many nations. But I said on last broadcast, I believe that the Holy Spirit is about to bring back a manifestation of the spirit of the fear of the Lord. The Holy Spirit is about to strike fear in the hearts of those that are arrogant and proud and dishonorable to God because God about to show them that I'm nothing to be played with. 12 verse. So Jehoshaphat became increasingly powerful and he built fortresses and strong cities in Judah. How was he able to do it? Let me go back again. Let me show you. Hmm. Because he walked in the former ways of his father, David, he did not seek after the bells, and he sought God and walked in his commandments, not according to the acts of Israel. That's how all of this happened. Are you hearing me? So he became increasingly powerful. He built strong cities and fortresses in Judah. And listen to this, 13 verse. And he had much property in the cities of Judah. And the men of war, mighty men of valor, were in Jerusalem. He had an army. He had fortified cities. He had wealth and prosperity. He had honor and prestige. 
because he feared God. Praise the Lord. I hope that this segment of this teaching was a blessing to you. This is Voice of the Nations, Carrie B. Von Radio. We're going to be back real soon. We're speaking about the spirit of the fear of the Lord. Get fear in your heart for God and God will favor your life. Stay tuned. Be blessed. Welcome once again to the Voice of a Nation's broadcast. I'm your host, Kerry B. This is Vine Radio. I'm having a powerful time by myself in the presence of the Lord. I'm teaching about the seven spirits of God, and I'm concentrating on the spirit of the fear of the Lord. If it's one thing I know, that anyone that has any good common sense, they should fear God in all in all of his glory, in all of his majesty, in all of his power, and realize that God is a consuming fire. That's what we need in this hour. We need people to walk in the spirit of the fear of the Lord. It is a manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And I'm not speaking about just walking around every day of your life. I'm free. I'm scared of God. I'm scared of God. No, I'm not talking about that. Uh, You're not supposed to be... um, fearful of your your father in the sense that uh you know when you cross boundaries that's a different story but god loves you he wants you to come to him he wants you but the thing about it when you come to god you have to realize who he is you know we often say come as you are okay well i understand that but we also need to know who we're coming to their requirements that god has set for us And that's what I want to talk about. I want to show you this story because I want to speak about those that fear God, how they are blessed, and those that don't fear God, how they're cursed. In our last lesson, I spoke about Jehoshaphat, how he got rid of all of the high places and the idols and how he followed the commandments of God and God blessed him, richly blessed him, gave him rest from his enemies. Even the people that were surrounding Judah, they had the fear of the Lord on their lives. And uh, God even calls his enemies to come and bless them. Now, you know, you're doing something good uh, with God when your enemies come and bless you. And that's how it was. I want to show you a different side of this story, the spirit of the fear of the Lord. I want to show you what happens when people don't fear God. Our lesson study is coming from Leviticus, the 10th chapter. And let's start reading at the first verse. Now Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took his censer and put fire in it and laid incense on it and offered, listen, unauthorized fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. Now, these were the sons. These were the two elder sons. I think Aaron had four sons, but these were the two elder sons of Aaron. Aaron was the brother of Moses. He was the first high priest of Israel. He had two sons that came in the ministry, Nadab and Abihu. Now, there was a requirement that God laid out the type of offering that was supposed to be made and the type of uh, fire that was supposed to be placed on their offering, off, altar. These two boys, 
uh, they did things how they wanted to do it. I don't know what got into them. I don't know if they was on some drugs or just had a crazy spell or they were just testing or trying God, but they made a mistake and it was a bad mistake. They offered something to God that he did not authorize them to do. They had unauthorized fire before the Lord. Second verse, and fire came out from before the Lord and consumed them. The Bible says fire came out from before the Lord when they made this unauthorized mixing of incense or whatever they did to offer this strange fire on the altar. Fire came out. It came out and it consumed them. It consumed them. Now, um, they messed up. They did something they were not supposed to be doing. And this fire came out from the presence of God. It consumed them. And it burnt them up. They were burnt worse than crispy bacon. They were burnt up. Not first degree, second degree, third, fourth degree burns. <laughs> Fourth, third, second, first degree burn. It, any kind of way you want to put it, they were burnt up. They were burnt to death. Now check this out. The fire consumed them and they died before the Lord. Now listen to Moses, the leader, what he said. He said to Aaron, his brother, this is what the Lord has said. Among those who are near me, I must be sanctified. Are you hearing that? Sometimes God will give the parishioners a pass in a church. But those that walk close with God, the leaders, the ministers, uh, sometimes they get a harsher, strict uh, punishment, a stricter punishment. Now, these two boys, they should have known better. They are offering this, this strange fire, mixing with incense, unauthorized fire. And the same fire they were playing with, a fire came from God and it consumed them. So Moses had to tell Aaron, because I'm sure that Aaron was upset that his two sons had been killed by God. He told Aaron, this is what the Lord has said. Among those who come near me, I must be sanctified. And before all the people, I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. He knew to hold his peace. Because he may have seen them doing this before. I don't know where they got it from. But I don't think it was the first time. I don't think whatever they did, the mixing of the incense and the unauthorized fire, whatever they did, I don't think this was the first time. I think they may have done something lesser than this before. And maybe God gave them a pass. I don't know. Or it could have been the first time. I don't know. But Aaron held his peace.
He's looking there at his two sons, burnt crisp, burnt to death by God. He's the high priest. He holds his peace because he knows that he, his sons have angered God. They have angered God to the point where they died. And the reason why they died, they had no fear of God. They had no honor, no respect, no awe, no reverence, no, no fear at all of God. What made them think they could get away with this? It had to be a lifestyle where they were not walking in the fear of God in the first place. I want you to listen to this. Because when you're seeing people do any and everything, most of the time, that's not the first time they've done it. They've had many other occasions when they have done similar things before and nothing happened to them. And then people get to a place where because it didn't happen the last time, I'm going to just expand on my evil, on my testing, on my rebellion and my pride and my unjust ways. I'm going to just keep on doing it because God ain't do nothing to me before. You may have just been in a season of grace where God spared your life. I could have been someone standing in the gap, as I said on the last teaching, interceding on behalf of you. But whatever it was, when they walked in to do their priestly duties, they had no fear of God. It's a terrible thing to be in the house of the Lord and not have a fear of God. It's a terrible thing to stand in the pulpit and minister the word and you know what you're telling the people is a lie. You're deceiving the people. You're manipulating them with hype and charisma, taking their money, promising them things that God never said they could have, not speaking the truth of the word of God, get them all excited by your preaching and your singing and you're not living right and you're in the house of God and you still don't fear God. The reason why is because they have gotten away with it for so long. They think they can keep on doing it. It's almost like a thief. A person goes into a department store and they steal something. They don't get caught. Now they're stealing more and more. They don't get caught. Not knowing that a sting operation has been set up to build up a case against them. <laughs> now the next time they try to do it, they're not only being charged for what they did the first time, but all the times before then. Instead of getting a year in jail, they're getting 15. Why? Because they had no fear. They thought they could beat the system. The reason why people break into homes and break into um, steal precious things, break into banks, rob and steal, it's because they think they can get away with it. 
They've done it many times before. They can get away with it, but they don't know that one day it's going to run out. It's going to run out. Well, for the two, these two boys, it ran out. Because God said, those that come near me, the, the, <laughs> what? He said, I will be sanctified. I will be set apart for those that come near me. You're going to sanctify yourself in my presence because I will be sanctified. You cannot come to me any kind of way. You cannot treat me any kind of way. You cannot. And I think that we need some ministers that have some backbones to go back to the old landmark and preach like we used to preach with Holy Ghost fire and repentance and tell the people that if you ain't living right, you going to hell. Praise your Lord Jesus. Aaron held his peace. The fourth verse. Then Moses called for Mishael. 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 <laughs> Mishael, I'm sorry. And Elspin, Aaron's cousin. Mishael and Aaron's cousins the sons of Aaron's uncle, Uzal. He said to them, come forth and carry away the bodies of your relatives from in front of the sanctuary to a place outside the camp. Moses is calling Aaron's cousins to come and get his two sons that were killed by God. He said, come and carry them away, their bodies, your relatives, from in front of this sanctuary to a place outside the camp. Get them from out of here. So they came forward and picked them up by their garments and carried them out of the camp just as Moses had commanded. Picked them up by their garments. Can you imagine these cousins looking at their loved one dead, burnt beyond recognition? Because they have had done something that God didn't authorize. Boy, I tell you what, I guarantee you that it brought fear on that camp that day. And then Moses said to Aaron and his sons, Eleazar, Eleazar, and if the Ma do not show grief by leaving your hair uncombed or by tearing your clothes. Moses said to Aaron and his sons, Eleazar and Ithamar, do not show grief by leaving your hair uncombed or by tearing your clothes. In other words, don't show no grief. Ithamar and Elazar do not show any grief by leaving your hair uncombed or by tearing your clothes. If you do, you're going to die too. Do you hear that? <laughs> 
The sixth verse says, Moses said to Aaron and his sons, Eleazar and Ithamar, do not show grief by leaving your hair uncombed or by tearing or ripping your clothes in mourning. And God said, if you do, you're going to die. And the Lord, and the Lord's anger would strike the whole community of Israel. Now, this was not just to Aaron's other sons. He said, if any of y'all show any grief or mourning, all of you going to die. The Bible says that the Lord said, if you do, you will die. And the Lord's anger will strike the whole community of Israel. However, the rest of the Israelites, your relatives may mourn because of the Lord's fiery destruction on Nadab and Abihu. God was angry. He was so angry that he struck them down. He told Aaron's sons, he said, do not mourn for your brothers. Don't show no grief. Don't go around and put on sackcloth and ashes. Don't go around with your hair uncombed, without washing, without bathing, without doing whatever you do to mourn. He said, don't do it. He said, if you do, I'm going to kill you. You're going to die. And I'm going to strike the whole community. But he spoke to the other Israelites. He said, your relatives may mourn because of the Lord's fire dis fire rate destruction of Nadab and Abihu. But you must not leave the entrance of the tabernacle or you will die. He said to the other Israelites, the rest of the Israelites and your relatives, he said, y'all can mourn, but these right here can't. You can mourn for what God did to them. Mm -hmm. You can mourn how God took their life. Speaking to the other Israelites. But check this warning out that he gives to them also. He says, but you must not leave the entrance of the tabernacle or you will die. For you have been anointed with the Lord's anointing oil. So they did as Moses commanded. God is nothing to play with. Like I said, they, we, people don't have no fear of God. A lot of them. That's why they do what they do because there's a lack of fear. There's a lack of remorse. There's a lack of feeling of what's going to happen to them if they disobey and break the commandments of God. It, it, they just don't care. It's just a lack of fear at all. They did as Moses commanded. In order to live in his hour, we're going to have to do what God commands us to do. This is no time to be rebelling against the Lord. This is time that we walk in the spirit of the fear of the Lord. I think out of all the seven spirits of God, this is one of the most important attributes of the Holy Spirit. 
what the Holy Spirit teaches us how to fear our Father. You know, many people that would work for the different kings back in the day, the leaders, they would teach the novice, they would teach the ones that were coming into the kingdom what they were supposed to do in the presence of the king. Do you remember um, Queen Esther? When um, the Jews were about to be destroyed and her uncle wanted her to go and see the king. And she said, um, the king has a law that you just can't come in front of him. You may die. You know, I have to be summoned to come in front of him. She couldn't even do it. She couldn't just like, okay, well, I'm going to see the king, my husband today. Not in the royal court. Had to make an appointment. How much more is it with God? She said, if I perish, let me perish. I'm going to see the king. <laughs> she talking about her husband. That's how that's what kind of fear she had of him. How much more should we have of God? That's all for today. Guys, be blessed. Coming back real soon. Carrie B, Voice Over Nations, Bond Radio. Meditate on this word. Take care.